We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Budweiser's weekday sports beat continues on Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT. It is Monday, and that means Brian Driscoll from IrishBreakdown.com is with us to talk a little bit of Notre Dame football. How are you doing this fine July evening, Brian? Doing great. Doing great. Wait, great weather outside. Our deck is almost done, being nice. completed. And uh Get talk some Notre Dame football, so I don't know how much could get much better. It's absolutely right. We're getting we're getting closer. It's hard to believe we're under fifty days until the start of the season, which means three weeks or so away from training camp. So we are sliding right up there. And I I just remembered this afternoon we did kind of a tease last week because you talked about this uh, this article that you did at IrishBreakdown.com about Brian Kelly going into his twelfth year at Notre Dame. And you talked about a change that he made after he had been at Grand Valley State for 11 years. So what's the change and how can it possibly translate into some success for him with the Irish as he goes forward now? Well, you know, Coach Kelly, it was his first 10 years at, at Grand Valley is, is what it was. And it was he had gone 77 and 33, which is good. He made three play. Yeah. yeah, right. Made three playoff appearances. They were 0 and 3 in the playoffs, two losses by at least 21 points. And they were doing a good job. And then years eight and nine, they kind of went through a little bit of a downturn. And, you know, he got to the point where it was like, OK, where what are we going to do from here? And at that time, Coach Kelly went out, and this is a you know, quoted an article from the New York Times from several years ago where he talked about how he went out. And I remember this happening, but didn't know how it happened. But he went out after the 2000 season, and he spent time with Northwestern. You remember Randy Walker was the coach there. They were running that real, in, you know, it's the spread offense, right. which was kind of new at the time. Yep. And Coach Kelly went and talked to a couple other coaches and said, hey, look, I, I, this isn't good enough for me, right? And they were averaging about 29.8 points per game his first 10 years. And that next year, they went out and went 13-1, and lost in the national championship game. That was because their starting quarterback got knocked out of the first round of the playoffs. That t- At the time he got hurt, they were averaging 58 points per game. 
going into the what? first round of the playoffs. They had like five straight games they scored over 60 points a game. This is a wow. team that for a decade had scored 29.8 points per game on average. Then the next two years, they went 28-1, uh, and one, uh, lost one regular season game, got that got that back in the playoffs. They, they got redemption in the playoffs and won back-to-back national titles. They, they probably would have won three titles in a row. They lost the national championship game by, by only a touchdown in North Dakota despite not having their starting quarterback. And just over that period of time, over that three years, they averaged 44.5 points per game. In the postseason, three years, right? So they went – uh, I believe it was 11 and two in the postseason. In over that three-year period, they averaged 49.8 points per game. Wow! In the postseason. Now, if you remember, the postseason in Division Two is like four or five games long. So this yeah. isn't like two games and you had one. They 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 averaged 49.8 points per game. That is that is really impressive. And you know, it was just one of those things where you know, he decided, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm this isn't good enough for me. I, I want to be better. I want to be the best, and we got to make changes. And and the correlate, you know, the so the reason I, I looked into it is a lot of people say, you know, he's too stubborn. You know, like like a lot of coaches, I was, you know, if you if, you, if something's working for you, how how really are you going to just change it all? You sure. know, was he going to make the changes needed to take the next step? And he's too deep. He is who he is. Like, well, that might be true in a lot of cases, but that's not Brian Kelly's history, right? And we can make whatever assumptions we have, but we have to also be willing to look at what he's done in the track record and say, has he ever shown a willingness to make those changes? Well, he made a pretty big one a decade into his career at Grand Valley State, and look what happened. And that fueled him to the success he had at Central Michigan, Cincinnati, and ended up getting him to Notre Dame. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right. And, you know, as we talked about last week, he's already kind of uh, made some changes this offseason. And, you know, we saw what he did a few years back when, when you know, when he made some pretty sweeping changes with right. the staff. So, right. It's and and really he was forced into those. Yeah, right, Sean? exactly. I mean, he, he had sure. to make those right? right now. It's now it's this is the tougher one. Right. The the one when you're having success is the tougher decision when you're like, hey, look, we've gone 12 and one and 11 and two and 10 and two and. You know, we're 34 and six. You know, do you really want to overhaul things when you're that good? That's actually when it's hardest. And that's why it's been encouraging to see some of those changes that coaches made defensively with Marcus Freeman and recruiting and those kind of things to see, hey, this is a guy that, that has every reason to not change and he's still doing it. Now, the final one that we won't know until we get to September 5th and beyond is 
is he making the necessary changes offensively now like he made back then, mm-hmm. which is to go to more of a from a ball control type of traditional offense to a more a more explosive, you know, tempo, lots of plays, scoring lots of points offense. And and that's why I've said in the past, he 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 doesn't need to change to what current teams are doing. He needs to go back to who he was that got him got him here anyway is ultimately what I want to see him do. Sure. I was talking in the first segment of the show about Notre Dame's over-under for the season right now. It's at eight and a half on most sports books at the present time. And I think we're all confident around here the Irish are going to be over that number, you know, but, you know, if they end up lower than that number or even just, you know, nine wins, I think what do you think would be the biggest causes of that? Injuries. I think key injuries in, in a lot of them, you know, you, you go into a couple games and you don't have your quarterback, you don't have Kyle Hamilton, you don't have Kyron Williams, you know, I mean, those are things where the schedule is tough enough this year where if you're down four or five key players in a game, you've got four or five teams that can knock you off. Yeah. I think the other one would be that you don't make the changes on offense. Look, you're, you're not, the, the schedule they're playing this year. If you play against half the teams on your schedule this year, like you played against Duke last year or Louisville last year or Georgia Tech last year or you know, pick some of those games or just like ugh, Florida State last year, mm-hmm. you play against some of the teams you're playing this year like that, you're going to lose some games. They were fortunate. you know. If you think about it. Cle- yeah. Right. And, and the teams they played were poor. I mean, let's be honest, right? Yeah. Clemson was good, really good. North Carolina was pretty good. After that, you played a 6-5 and five Pitt team, a 6-5 and five Boston College team. Every other team you played in the regular season had a losing record. You had four four of your ten opponents had a had a losing record, so you could play poorly and and beat Duke. You could play poorly and beat Louisville. You could play poorly and beat Georgia Tech and Syracuse. You're not going to be able to get away with that this year. You're not going to be able to ground and pound teams into submission this year. You're going to mm-hmm. have to score some points. And so if they're not willing to make the changes offensively, and they still think they can just go grind people to death like they did last year, they're they're not going to be as good as I think they can be. Uh, so those two things would have to combine together, in my opinion. Yeah. So you're saying if you know injuries was your answer. You're so you're mm-hmm. saying questions are not that they have going into this season with turnover on the roster. If if their best guys are out there, you see ten wins is a lock, basically. Yes. Even if they even if they play the way they did last year with with not being explosive on offense, I still think they're going to go. 10 and 2, yeah. uh, you know, I, I barring some injuries. But but the question is can you take that next step? That's going to be determined. But if you have some injuries and you're trying to play, I even think there's games they can win without certain players. But if you are if you're if you have injuries and your offense isn't changing, that's when you could get into some problems. Sure. Brian Driscoll from irishbreakdown.com with us every Monday at this time. This uh this idea of Kyle Hamilton adding wide receiver to his duties this has been uh it's been floating around for a while but you know kind of since he uh did that tweet a few weeks back I guess and let's say Brian Kelly was open to it what do you think that would look like Kyle Hamilton playing wide receiver god I don't I I don't even want to think about what it's gonna look like Sean (laughs) I'm so against that idea so much but let's I'll I'll, I'll play along okay okay I think it's one of those situations where there's it could be one of two things. It could be a situation where you put him in the red zone and you throw him a fade, right? Mm-hmm. Um, something like that. Or it could be kind of like what Michigan did with Charles Woodson back in 98. You know, just put him in and throw him a couple deep balls, throw him a couple slants, just try to get him in space and let him go make a play, you know? One difference was is Charles Woodson was used to having the ball in his hands because he was their punt returner. So it was a little bit different. 
Um, but uh, th- those are a couple things that I would do. I, I wouldn't, I, you know, if you were to force me to do it as the offensive coordinator, I would do it. <laughs> but I would, I would pray that that Brian Kelly would would uh, would not do. I think the only reason to even do that would be if you're trying to get him some Heisman Trophy love. And that's what I was thinking. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, but to me, I don't care about that. I care about winning games. I care about you know your best player not being more and more susceptible to injuries. And, and if I'm a defensive player and you see Kyle Hamilton out there, you don't think in the back of their mind they're going to be thinking, let me get a shot on this guy. Sure. I just and, and then also, what does that say to your receivers? Hey, guys, sorry, you're not good enough. We're going to need Kyle Hamilton to come over and help out. You know. And then what does that say about your receivers coach if he can't coach up all the four-star players that they've recruited at wide receiver for people who care about such things? You can't get those guys ready to play, third, fourth, and fifth-year players in your system. I just I, I I I don't like it. I, you know, again, and he's a bigger guy too, and that it concerns me more. He's six four. He's a bigger target, and uh, I just I don't know. You well, got the deepest tight end depth chart in the country. You've got all these talented receivers. You've got Kyron Williams. You've got Chris Tyree. Are you really hurting for weapons on offense? No, I agree, and and, and I think that the fact that he's coming off an off season ankle surgery yeah. as well, you know, healthy now or not, yeah. I, I I still you know it's like, eh, do you really need yeah. to risk that? Agree, and and then you also think about this too, Sean. Is he is at the position that has arguably the 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 worst depth on the roster, in my right. opinion. Exactly, exactly. And and so I mean, that's not something I'm trying to do. I just no. I mean, I understand why. I guess I understand if Coach Reese is doing that. I just would be like, hey man, look, <laughs> it's not happening. Okay, <laughs> how about you go coach up your kids? How about you go coach up Kevin Austin and Braden Lindsay and Lawrence Keys and Avery Davis and Deion Colsey and Lorenzo Styles and Xavier Watts? And how about you go coach those guys up, right? Those scholarship kids up. Go coach up Michael Mayer and Kevin Bauman and George Takis and Kane Barong and Kyron. I mean, do I need to keep going on and on and on about all the talented players you have? Coach those guys up. Let me worry about what I have on defense. Yeah, there's plenty okay? of them over there. How yeah. about that? If Kevin Austin's healthy, does he surpass Javon McKinley's production last year? Hmm. Catches wise, yeah, I'm gonna say yes. Catches. If he's healthy, I'm gonna say yes, just okay. because I don't, I don't think Javon McKinley's numbers necessarily were were eye popping last year. I think it, definitely from a catches standpoint, 42 catches. I mean, you know, Javon only played 12 games too, including postseason. You know, if Kevin's healthy, he's gonna play you know 13, right? So that gives him another chance too. I mean, Javon only averaged three and a half catches per game based on the kind of ball control offense they played. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I would say yes, and that's also with the caveat of I'm assuming that Coach Reese is going to open things up a little bit this year. Well, and that's you know kind of going back to that. You, you know, you were talking about making those changes with the offense. They averaged 33.4 per game last year, so it, it sounds like you think they can. You you definitely think they can top that. It, it's a matter oh, of are they willing to you know go next level? They, I guess. If they don't top 33.4 points per game significantly by at least like four points, then then I'm going to be concerned. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to have an – I love it when you set me up for these things. And we don't talk about this before the we show. Don't. But I, I, we don't. I'm going to have an article coming out about how you look at the Notre Dame schedule this season. There's a lot of opponents on the schedule this year that were just not good at stopping people last year yeah. from scoring points. You right. know? And, and it was a COVID year, so there's always those little weird things. But – I. I'm sorry. I mean, just scheme-wise alone, you should be able to get three, four points at more out of this. You just should. And, uh, you know, I know they lost this guy and that guy, but, hey, they, they apparently got two offensive linemen that are all, all Americans, right? They've got a tight end who's an All-American, a running back who's an All-American, talented receivers. You've got a quarterback who led uh, Wisconsin to a Rose Bowl a couple years ago. I, I mean, 
at what point in time do you stop making excuses for why your offense isn't into the modern era? You know, you, you go out and get it done. I'm not saying they need to score 48, 49 points a game like Clemson and those teams did. I mean, heck, Jack Cohn led led a boring, dull Wisconsin offense at 34 points two years ago. Yeah. You know, so uh, they should get at least four. I mean, they've got to be, to me, 38 to 42 this year, especially when you look at the schedule they're playing. Yeah. I saw you did a rundown of like all the different publications and where they have Notre Dame ranked going into the seasons. I'm curious where you would rank Notre Dame right now, and would any of their opponents be ranked ahead of them going into the season? So they're going to be in my top ten tomorrow. I'm still actually finishing up my oh, top twenty-five. I'm going to release okay. that tomorrow. Right. Uh, this you're you're on fire today, am, Sean. Man. I'm, I'm loving just... it. <laughs> I'm I'm going to have my Irish break because we're kind of doing a launch of really diving into okay preseason expectation times. I'm going to have an article about Heisman candidates coming up and all that kind of stuff. So uh, they're going to be in my top ten. I'm still trying to figure out where I want to put them, like six to nine. They're going to be somewhere in that range. I'm still kind of going through a couple teams and going through schedules and trying to project how I think teams will finish. So you have to take into consideration who they play and those kind of things. I will not have anyone that they play ranked ahead of them. Okay. And I won't have anyone they play ranked in the top ten. I think the schedule's good. I think Cincinnati is not, a to me, a top ten team. I think Cincinnati is a good team. I think they benefited last year from playing a American Athletic Conference schedule only. Uh, and, you know, so I, I think they're a good team. I don't think that they're a team that's going to necessarily be a top ten team. Wisconsin's definitely not. USC is definitely not. And North Carolina is definitely not. I mean, this is what kills me. They're always talking about, oh, Notre Dame lost this much and this much and this much. You, you North Carolina, who went 8-4 and four last year, who Notre Dame beat at their place by two touchdowns, Lost 2,000-yard running backs, their top two receivers, one of them who went over 1,000 yards, and their best defensive player, and yet they're all of a sudden going to take this big jump forward and be right. better than Notre Dame, but Notre Dame's going to take a step back. It just Some of the stuff is just maddening, Sean, and it's just like, I think you're doing it just to troll Notre Dame fans at this point in time. Well, I, mean, it, I, I, I don't want to knock North Carolina by any means, but just starting with the things that you just said, it's just it just seems like... There's a love fest with Mac Brown, who seems like a nice enough guy. There, you know, there's a love fest with Mac Brown, and he's got an NFL, you know, top five caliber quarterback. But I mean, I just keep thinking again, what am I missing here? Because other right. than Sam Howell, what is there? You know, that's what I can't right. figure. And, and I think North Carolina is a good football team. Don't get me wrong. And, and I think that 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 what Mac Brown's doing there is a great job. I think the program's ascending. I mean, they almost sure. beat Clemson two years ago. I mean, they battled Notre Dame last year. It was a competitive game for a while. And he's recruited really well. And I, and I love Mac Brown. They got Dre Bly as their corners coach. They got a lot of really good young coaches. They're recruiting very well. But why are we assuming that they're going to easily overcome the players they've lost when they've gone what six and seven and and eight and four the last two years, but right. seven and six and eight and four the last two years? But there's this assumption that Notre Dame's going to take this big giant step back, despite the fact they've been at worst ten and three the last four years. So it just it just kind of it, it's kind of hypocritical. And then you look at some of the games North Carolina lost. It's like, well, I mean, who did they Florida beat State. last year? NC State, yeah. Miami. I mean, what's the big win they've had the last two years that make, makes you think they can go out and be a top 10 team? So, I mean, I get that they've got a good quarterback and all that kind of stuff, but, I mean, Notre Dame's quarterback led a team to a Rose Bowl. It's not, again, that's the thing I, we, we're not talking about. Like, Jack Cohn's not some nobody that's never played before. This right. is a kid that's literally led Wisconsin to a, to a highly ranked football team. I mean, he, he's been to the Rose Bowl. I mean, it just... Some of this stuff is a little bit uh, – I mean, I don't expect Notre Dame – I don't have Notre Dame predicted to be a playoff team this year. 
I think it's hard to do that back-to-back years, except for, I mean, really only two programs have been able to do that with any kind of consistency. But I, but I also don't quite understand the big drop-off. You know, I mean, again, last time Jack Cohn was on the football field, his team finished the season ranked 11th. And I don't think anyone's going to tell me that Wisconsin has better players than what Notre Dame has. Yep. I would concur with that. Brian Driscoll from <laughs> irishbreakdown.com. <laughs> I know you've got a new message board over there. Yes. Tell everybody yes. about that. Very excited about that. We have a new premium message board. You can find it at boards.irishbreakdown.com. And it's a premium aspect of our site. It's $4.99 a month or $49.99 for the year. And you'll get access to all our premium content. I'm going to be giving insider intel that. I don't give out anywhere else. I have some recruiting nuggets on there, some offensive line nuggets on there about who I think is going to line up where and kind of the offseason they're going to have. I'm going to have some more come up here very soon. And, of course, all our Irish Breakdown articles will be on there. So it's just a great way to connect with Notre Dame fans for a lot you know, a lot lower the price than what you may find some other places. And it's going to be a lot of fun. But there's also going to be insider intel and all those type of things on there as well. It's not just paying to come on and hang out with Notre Dame fans. That's certainly a big plus. <laughs> Right. But we're going to give you some great content, some insider scoop that that you're not going to get anywhere else on there too. So yeah, it's it, my wife built it too, which is awesome. You oh, know? So, very cool. Yeah, so she, that's what she does. She's a she's a web designer. So I had her build it for me, and very excited about it. It's been a lot of fun so far. We've had a lot better uh, a lot better feedback, and we've had more people sign up than I actually thought we would have. It surpassed my my week one target numbers. So I'm very excited about that. All right, awesome. Brian Driscoll, irishbreakdown.com. That is our Monday visit. I will talk to you Thursday when we talk a little Notre Dame football recruiting. Looking forward to it. Thanks for having me on, Sean. All right. As always, Brian Driscoll from irishbreakdown.com. We'll take a timeout when we come back. The My Five question of the day. Five NFL coaches possibly on the hot seat heading into the 2021 season. That's when we return on Budweiser's weekday sports beat. <laughs> Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. 
at hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.